0: Hello everybody and welcome to another Bantam Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. Well, we're starting to enter the winter months now, recent snowfall, and obviously the times have changed. We've turned looking ahead towards basketball season, and we're lucky enough to be joined by uh, Trinity Heads. Women's basketball coach Emily Garner joins us. Uh, She's in her second year here at Trinity, and a great start to the season so far at 7-1. First of all, Emily, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thanks, Mike.
1: Really uh, excited to be here this morning.
0: So, Emily, we'd like to profile, get awareness for the program. I'd like just to talk about your life, take it way back. First of all, where did you grow up, and was basketball always a high priority in your life?
1: Sure, absolutely. Um, So, I grew up in the Northern Virginia area, uh, about 20 miles outside of D.C., and basketball has always been a, a big part of my life. i grew up in a sports family. Uh, you know, I was very fortunate to play three sports growing up, uh, swimming, softball, and basketball, and really probably fell in love with basketball around third grade. And while I was fortunate to participate in all three sports for, for quite a bit of time, uh, really going into middle school and high school really kind of narrowed down my focus to basketball. And for me, it was just something I, I just fell in love with the game. I love the process of working hard, working to get better, and the team environment. And I think uh, for me, it was something that, is and, and has been a huge part of my life uh for the past probably you know 25 years now um and it's something that, that has given me a lot of lessons a lot of joy and, and it's fun to be a part of
0: and then just talk about as you entered high school i assume your high school in the virginia area what was that like uh playing basketball
1: it was great um you know northern virginia basketball is very competitive uh, it's, it's something that you know from from being a third grader and then on up, you know, going to the games, going to high school games, and it, it was like watching celebrities for me. I think, uh, you know, that was something I, I really idolized, uh, the high school basketball players in the area, and was fortunate that they provide a lot of mentorship, and so going into high school, uh, it was really exciting to, see to be a part of, of the team, of uh, our team, for four years, and uh, we were really competitive, and I think from my end, I, I was fortunate to play for some great coaching staff, and... They taught me a lot about the game, but also uh, a lot of lessons about life off the court. And I think um, it was something that, maybe not initially, but but it kind of got in the back of my head that coaching might be something I eventually wanted to be a part of. Um, I didn't necessarily get through that track right away, but it was something that, uh, for me, getting to be around the game, getting to grow from the game, uh, especially in high school, it, it really helped me figure out. Uh, where I wanted to go to college, and, and I knew that I wanted that to be a part of my, my college career as well. Um, so from from high school, you know, it was a great four years. and really led to me going on to play at Lafayette from there.
0: Yeah, I'm interested. Just talk about, that's a great segue, by the way, talk about the recruiting process to Lafayette, how you narrowed it down, and then uh, your playing career at Lafayette, capped off a senior year, all-tournament team as a senior. Uh, just talk about that whole experience playing college basketball.
1: Sure. Um, I, I, Lafayette for me, it, it was the combination of academics and athletics, I think, for, for me, I was very fortunate to get recruited uh, out of high school by a number of great programs, and really for me, uh, I had kind of narrowed my focus to the Patriot League, I, I felt like for me, it was a great combination of academics and athletics, and on my official visit, uh, really the, the team also was, it was a huge sell, it was very much family feel and family environment, and I think uh, the combination of those three things really led to me going there, and um, over over the course of my four years, I, had a you know we had a very up and down track record in terms of our overall record. But um, so at no point did I question my decision. I, I truly valued those times with my team, and I think that's something that was so valuable for me is I have friends that are they lifelong friends out of that, and we really did have a family and do have a family environment there. Um, I think you know the, the senior year kind of capstone of that was was getting to play in a championship game and. For us, it was kind of the culmination. We had five seniors in that group, and for us, it was a culmination of uh, four years of great effort. And I think from everybody from our coaching staff, the entire team, uh, we were a little bit of a Cinderella, and I think that was that was a very cool experience for us. We kind of had some upsets right away in the tournament. Being a seventh seed to make it to the championship game is, you know, it was a little bit unheard of. And you know, it, you see more and more Cinderella stories, but it was it was a great experience. And I think, uh, you know, from, from my end, it wasn't necessarily uh, how we wanted the game to end. I think going out as a, as a champion, you always hope that's the end of your, your college career. But for us, it was a truly tremendous experience, and uh, especially getting to play Lehigh in the championship. They're talking about a school rivalry that goes back a long, long time, separated by about 20 miles, and it was uh, a great experience. People at universities universities packed the gym, and, get to play and
0: that was was uh tremendous and then of course you know we talked about like any other college graduates you're 22 23 years old sure. um graduation comes people decide what they want to do in life go to work how did you decide to get in coaching or did you wait a couple of years how did that all happen uh with you as you entered you know post-graduation sure
1: absolutely i you know it's something conversation i have with with our players quite a bit and I think as they go into senior year and some of them aren't quite sure what they want to do with their lives, I, I was very much the same way. Um, I, you know, I had, I knew I wanted to be around the game. I thought maybe I wanted to go into sports communications or something on that route. Um, and I think ending the way we did with our season, I, I was very hopeful to kind of continue my playing career. I went over to Germany and first game over uh, to play over there, blew out my knee. And for a while I was very unsure of, of what the future would hold for me. So, uh, you know, Being in Bonn, Germany was a very short-lived stint. I came back, um, had knee surgery, and and while I was kind of going through that summer period of rehabbing my knee and figuring out what the next step was for me, uh, my high school coach offered to, hey, why don't you come back? Why don't you help out the team a little bit? And for me, it was the first time I had really considered coaching as maybe a professional career track. I thought I might help out on the AAU circuit or something along those lines, but Getting involved with that, I, I, you know, my high school coach is still there. I, I pretty much owe him my career in terms of, of getting me involved right off the bat. And for me, it was such a tremendous experience to be a part of that team, uh, to get to be around the game again and, and really get to teach and, and see it from a different angle. Uh, for me, it really, that was where the, the coaching bug kind of got started. Um, and it, it was kind of from there that I went through the year and was trying to figure out what, what else can I do with this? You know, how can I really get involved uh, with coaching at the next level? And was very fortunate to come across a, a graduate assistant opportunity at Long Island University in Brooklyn. And, and Gail Strigler, uh, who is now an assistant at Minnesota, gave me the opportunity to come on to their staff. And it, it was it was a little bit of a, of a crazy story. I, you know, I grew up in the D.C. area, so I was a little bit familiar with, with cities, but hadn't spent a ton of time in New York. Uh, basically, did two phone interviews with her, and and she offered the job. And uh, without seeing it, I, I pretty much accepted on the spot. Drove up there and was completely mind blown by by city life in Brooklyn. It was it was a quite the transition, but an absolutely unbelievable opportunity to be a part of her staff. Uh, I think I learned a ton about practice management, about just uh, structure and discipline in different drill sets, and and how that translates to game experiences. And um it was it was a great two years we had some some fun games and and fun tournament runs and uh, i think from there i i really solidified my thoughts that this was something i wanted to stay and wanted to continue to do for my career Yeah,
0: you know I, I as you were talking i just uh, find that interesting as i talked a lot of coaches a lot of them like you have that one moment where you know you're at a crossroads sounds like you got hurt mm-hmm. you're disappointed uh, but you made the best out of the situation, and you got into coaching uh, as a result of that injury. And in a lot of ways, it was a roundabout way, but it seemed like it worked out well for you.
1: It did. It did. I, I think at the time, you know, you, you're prepping, and you get prepared, and, and you hope to have that experience. And I think, from my mind, I'd always hoped to play at some level professionally. And uh, to be close to that in terms of playing overseas it, it, at the time seemed so devastating and uh, now looking back, I, I can really kind of pinpoint that moment as, wow, I'm actually really grateful and thankful that happened. this has led to um, kind of a lifestyle and career that, that I never really even Im- imagined, which is uh, absolutely amazing to me.
0: And then in 2012, uh, you go to Army, uh, working under the legendary head coach Dave McGarrity. Uh, Army, a lot of success. You become the recruiting coordinator as well. Uh, a couple of years later, just talk about your time at West Point and what you've learned uh, from that experience. will have much success under and working with Coach McGarity.
1: Sure. Uh, so I think anybody who, who knows Dave McGarity knows what a tremendous guy he is, what a tremendous coach he is. Um, I, I was very fortunate to have played in the Patriot League and knew of Dave as a player. Uh, he's one of those coaches who, who gets to know opposing players. He, you know, makes it a point to congratulate opposing teams, congratulate opposing players, and so I, I, I knew of him quite a bit, um, had kind of had the opportunity to stay in touch with him a little bit throughout my time at LIU, and just kind of happened that things worked out when I was done with my graduate assistantship in, in 2012, that he had an opening on his staff, and Really, from my end, I, you know, it, it was truly tremendous getting the chance to go coach at Army. I think there are some very, very special places in the country to get to coach at, and being at a military academy is is absolutely one of them. Um, it was a little bit uh, of a culture shock, having not a ton of familiarity with military standards and and what it means to be a cadet at West Point. Uh, but it was an absolutely eye opening experience. I think as much as You know, I tried to teach our players. I think I probably learned more from them than they learned from me. Um, The the amazing thing about that is is you're talking about a place where you are constantly reminded that you are a part of something that is bigger than yourself. And so to have the opportunity to coach there, um, the the young women that that I had the opportunity to coach and and get to be a part of their lives, um, their commitment and dedication, not only to the team, but to a, a cause that's bigger than themselves was absolutely inspiring. And I think it forged a lot of relationships and really, you know, helped me grow as a coach as well. I think, you know, becoming a recruiting coordinator at a place like Army, it, it's it's not the easiest of places to sometimes recruit to. Um, it's, it's absolutely tremendous. It, it's, you know, consistently ranked number one in terms of public education and, and being a great place to get an education. Uh, but it's also tough to convince, uh, you know, a 17, 18 year old young woman, that it's a great place to get that experience and to then further your career uh, as an officer in the Army. So from that end, I think it it was absolutely uh, uh, an incredible experience to be a part of a team that had that much success over the course of four years and and really to get the opportunity to learn from from Dave McGarity and and the tremendous staff they have uh, and still have there. Um, It's it's one of those things that I I absolutely cherish those four years, and I think uh, for me it was... In terms of career development, it, it, learning from Dave and, and having his mentorship, I, I couldn't have asked for a better four years to set me up um, to have the opportunity to come to a place like Trinity from there.
0: And the last question on Army, I'm just interested, what was the day-to-day life for, like for a women's basketball player there? We could you just describe like, the day, what it, what, how it would happen on a game day, say, for example? Be
1: sure. Um, so they certainly have a, a rigorous schedule. I think um, you know from from there, and they – Pretty much the the day begins, they have mandatory breakfast they have to attend, and and, uh, they pretty much from there, their class schedule goes through the morning. They start classes about 7.30. Um, They have lunch formation where they have to get into uh, a formation with their company and with their unit, Um, and from there have have a very quick lunch schedule. Um, And from there, they they again have have classes after that. Um, I think, you know, besides their academic classes, they also have military commitment, military classes, They have to take so their schedule is very rigorous and pretty packed. Um, You know, we would squeeze in a shoot around during the day as well, Um, and then really once classes are done, about four o'clock is when they would get ready for the game and and kind of prepare to shift over from that mindset of of being um, down in in the barracks and down kind of in the military area to shifting up to to the athletic piece of it. Uh, I think you know for for them it's it's absolutely rigorous experience. It's something that. Um, when they go in, you know, they we're pretty, you know, we were pretty transparent about the recruiting process and what it was, but it's still going into that environment, I think it's still a little bit of a, of a culture shock. But, you know, I, I couldn't be more proud of, of the players there in terms of how they've committed to that. And they absolutely take on a, a tremendous load and do uh, amazing things under that kind of stress.
0: And then let's talk about Trinity. How did you hear about Trinity College? The opening and what did you know about the school up here in Hartford uh, before you ended up taking the position?
1: Sure, uh, I, I think you know, NSCAC has, has always been something that has been in the back of, of my mind. Uh, it's something that has a, it's a conference that has a tremendous reputation, not just for, for competing on an uh, athletic stage that is second to none. You're competing on a national stage pretty much each and every game. Uh, but also the academic reputation and, and what each school brings is, is unique, but also has a tremendous academic reputation. And uh, for me, having having the background in the Patriot League, having you know that experience, that was something that I had hoped and had kind of kept an eye on. And I don't think I necessarily was looking to leave Army. Um, again, it was something that I really valued my experience there. But I also knew that NESCAT jobs rarely came open. And for good reason. It's a place that once you're here, I, I can't imagine leaving. It's just an absolutely amazing balance of academics and athletics. And when the Trinity job came open, I was I was pretty shocked to see a, a job open in the NESCAC and was pretty excited about that opportunity. And um, really, you know, as, as soon as I saw it, I, I talked to Dave about it, and he really encouraged it. He was like, you absolutely have to go for it, something you've talked about for a while, and um, was, was very thankful to have that support from him and, and really was extremely fortunate and feel very fortunate to have had the opportunity to, to transition to Trinity. Uh to be a part of a great community here. Um a tremendous group of coaches and administrators and faculty that has absolutely been something that uh it, it was the right decision. It remains the right decision and I'm very, very happy and thankful to be here.
0: Now you've had a lot of success thus far early on. Thirteen and ten last year, ten and three uh, non-conference record last year. So far this year, a 7-1 and one start. Just talk about, I'd like, maybe I'd like to ask you about what your style of coaching is, just from a macro level, and then talk about the recruiting uh, that's gone so far for the first couple of years for Trinity.
1: Sure, I think, you know, our, our team is, is really focused on right now building relationships and building our team culture. I think we are very fortunate to have a tremendous group of student-athletes who really believe in our system, uh, but we're also tremendous people. And they bought into the team culture where we truly trust and care about one another, and I think that's a fundamental aspect of everything we do. Uh, we're very much about service and leadership, about giving back, and I think that creates an environment that has stemmed some of our success, not just on the course but off of it. Um, I think, you know, from, from my mindset, we're, we're a little bit defensive-minded in terms of what we're trying to do. I think we're, we're trying to add a little bit of a pressure element in there to kind of force turnovers, speed up the game, make our opponents a little bit uncomfortable. But all credit to the team for buying in and, and on a daily basis working hard to get to where we want to be. I think one of the most encouraging things about our team is is that they are fighting day in and day out for what they want. And they are staying and we are staying humble and hungry as we go through this process. And as is no surprise to anyone who's familiar with the NESCAC. Uh, every every NESCAC game is dogfight. And we've had a had a non-conference game with Khan the other night and didn't come out the the way we wanted to. But I think the most encouraging thing for our coaching staff was after the game. You know, we meet as the coaching staff. We come out. We have players in the gym shooting. Um, the next day, day off, we have players in the gym that are just getting after it shooting again. And that's all them. That's you know, that's something that that they want and they are hungry for. And I think that's something that's extremely encouraging. They've built that foundation and that culture that. You know, we are absolutely fighting day in and day out to, to get to where we want to be. And I think if we can get a little bit of, of consistency in terms of our level of play and, and taking care of our turnovers and some of those other details, I think we'll, we'll be in a good spot as we move forward.
0: Talk about the fans who might want to know the top players. Who should we look out for this year? Uh, and the top, uh, also you mentioned your captains as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a tremendous group of captains, uh, Emily Lorena, Aubrey Udell, and also Megan Collins, uh, who's a junior, so she'll likely be a two-year captain for us. Their leadership has has been second to none. I think from from our coaching staff perspective, we are very fortunate to have a, a group of captains who sets the standard and sets the tone day in and day out. Uh, they have been, from the get-go, They have bought into the system, Um, I think, from from our end. We trust them explicitly, and they communicate in in terms of our coaching styles, and and they kind of serve as that second line um, as coaches on the floor and coaches in practice, and they've done a tremendous job stepping up. I think we are are very fortunate with our our depth. We have 18 players on our team, which is a very deep roster, and each player brings something that's important and something that's a little different to our team Uh, in terms of, you know, who's really kind of stepped up this year. I think Courtney Erickson's done a tremendous job in the post. Uh, She's someone who, her her level of of competitiveness, uh, she's just absolutely drives that level on our team. She is relentless in the post in terms of rebounding, uh, relentless in terms of her ability to fight for loose balls and and get layups and make something out of nothing at times. Uh, Keith Kabari's done a tremendous job defensively for us. She's a little bit of that kind of, rudder in terms of driving our defensive energy and driving our t- defensive focus and and i think you know from our end we have a, a great balance of senior leadership and junior leadership and then some some useful exuberance coming off the bench and some sophomores and, and freshmen who are doing a great job with that so i think we really pride ourselves on our balance on our depth and the fact that each player is bringing something unique to our team that helps us step up and helps us get better day in and day out
0: And, Coach, you're only in your second year, so some of these players you didn't recruit. Just talk about the transition and bringing your style of play with the newer players.
1: Sure. I I think, you know, we we talk about it as as a family, and whether I went through the recruiting process with them or not, I, I think that we all talk about the fact that we are a family and we don't necessarily get into the recruiting system in terms of my recruits or or what that happened there it really isn't that on our team we believe that we're a family and everyone brings something to the table I think they've done a tremendous job buying into a pressure system when it's a hard system to teach and it's something that uh, it takes some time to get comfortable with that system and they've done an absolutely great job of believing in it buying into it and executing it and I think uh, we are getting to the point where we'll be able to execute it a little bit more consistently I think, uh, you know, in terms of, of the culture they've created, the culture that, that our team has, has kind of pride themselves on. It's, it's easy now to recruit into that culture. You know, the first thing we look for is character, and the first you know thing we look for is what are you going to bring to our team that helps elevate us, not just on the court but but off of it. And I think that's something that's so exciting that our that our team does is they're not just tremendous athletes, but they're tremendous student athletes, and we have everyone on our team from acapella singers to players that are doing legislative internships to players who are, you know, creating the Trinity Sports Network, which is a little bit of a kind of like an offshoot of ESPN on campus. And what they're doing off the court, uh, we as the coaching staff are, are probably even more proud of than what they're doing on the court.
0: And, Coach, just the last couple questions here. What are your goals for this year?
1: Sure, I think our, our goals for this year is we're, we're remaining focused on the process. We want to take it one game at a time. Uh, I think there's, there's no more important game for us than the next game. So right now we get a little bit of a break going into this stretch, but we're very focused on Maine Maritime, what we have to do to handle them as, as we kind of get ready to transition into to the NESCAC season. Uh, for us, we're kind of taking it as three distinct seasons. We have non-conference play, conference play, and then our goal is to get into the, the NESCAC tournament. And we know we have to handle it one game at a time. We have to get better one practice at a time. Uh, So for us, it's it's very much process-oriented and taking it one day at a time. Um, And I think our team has done a tremendous job, our coaching staff has done a tremendous job of making sure that we are focused on every single possession, every single day we give the absolute best that we possibly can. Uh, And that's really our goal, is to kind of incrementally move up the conference, but also just focus on one day at a time, one game at a time.
0: And I know you have a coaching staff. We'd like to talk about, introduce your staff to the listeners and what they mean to you to help you out.
1: A tremendous coaching staff. I'm very, very fortunate. Our team is very fortunate. Uh, Kate Dellinger, who's our top assistant, uh, full-time assistant for us, she has done a tremendous job Uh, coming from Johns Hopkins, previously played at Widener University, and She just is absolutely tremendous in all aspects. I think she brings an intensity to the court, but also has the ability to reach every single one of our players uh, in terms of individual focuses, what they need to improve on, um, and does a great job building and developing relationships with them. Um, And Sarah Proper, who's our our part-time assistant, um, who has a great background as well, and who has really kind of transitioned onto our staff and and brought uh, another element and other perspectives and I think one of the great things about the the three of us is that we have a great working relationship I'm very very fortunate to have such a great staff and I think that's something that uh, you know there's there's no limit to the value of that Um, and I think not only are they great coaches uh, they're great people and have done a great job in terms of setting the bar for what our standard is of standard of of working hard and, and just doing the right thing day in and day out
0: and coach, I wonder too. How has basketball helped you in terms of outside of life? And a lot of coaches always say organization has helped. If, does that apply to you? Have you learned life lessons from basketball being so involved in your life?
1: Absolutely. I think I think the game and I think sports in general. Just I think it teaches us so much, and there's so much we can we can learn from it. Sports really do bring people together. And I think it's, it's a great opportunity to learn and, and to grow. And sure, organization is a huge part of that. But I think it also speaks volumes about relationships and what a, a group of people who are really committed to a goal and a value can really do when, when you're committed to something. Um, I think it's, it's, you know, really taught us about being a part of something that's, that's bigger than ourselves and working towards a common goal and not being focused on us as individuals, but what it means to be a part of a consistent group effort. Um, and and building on those things. I think the other thing that's that's been great is it's given us opportunities to give back in ways that um, you don't always get to be a part of. And we recently did a a Toys for Tots drive, and I think from our end it was incredible to see the Trinity community rally around that and how many people came to our game but also came and and brought a toy to donate to those less fortunate. And I think uh, from our end that's something that's so valuable and, and gives our players that perspective too of we have the opportunity as athletes as a part of a team to make a difference in other people's lives Uh, and that's something that that we take a lot of value in and take a lot of pride in as well is is how can we give back to to the community and what can we do to help make things a little bit better than we found them
0: and then last question for me coach how do you like so far being the Hartford community in connecticut and what are some of your interests outside of work job and basketball
1: sure absolutely awesome. I love being in Hartford. I think it's, it's always fun to explore a new city and a new location. And, um, you know, I, I enjoy running. I like being outside. And I think uh, being in Hartford, you know, you, you're so lucky to be a part of a city. And, you know, we have the Yard Go tour, exciting, who just kind of brought a new element to that. And also having the ability to get down to New York City, get to Boston. Uh, I really enjoy traveling. I like getting home to the D.C. area to see family. But, I think the Hartford area has so much to offer. And I think, you know, you, within an hour's drive, you have everything from being able to hike kind of in the mountain area to getting to a beach and being by the water. And I think that's, that's absolutely awesome and something that I really enjoy doing and, and being a part of.
0: Well, Coach, thanks so much for the time. I'd like to remind everybody the next game is uh, November 29th, uh, Maine Maritime at Western Connecticut, part of the Hat City Classic. And uh, best of luck. Great start so far, 7-1. and one.
1: Thanks so much, Mike. Really appreciate your time.
0: Great. Thank you.